Today in the meeting, I'll walk you through making a written, tangible plan for growing your business in 2021. Howdy friends and fellow devoted entrepreneurs, and welcome to The Meeting, where I'll help you tackle your business challenges, find inspiration, connect with tools and resources, and ultimately leave you with at least one action you can start using today to move your business or idea forward. I'm Dylan, your accredited small business consultant, and today we're talking about the business planning process. I'm going to walk you through establishing a major goal, determining the highest value contributing actions you can take to achieve that goal, We'll explore some resources that you'll need and potential problems you could face. And finally, you'll compile your plan into a written, tangible playbook that you can use to crush your business growth goals in 2021. Now, this is an abridged version of my online workshop, Plan 2021, uh, on Udemy. The online workshop has a lot of extra content that covers like how to come up with a product or service if you don't have one, how to test that product or service to make sure it really serves a market, managing your own personal performance in your business, um, how to effectively crowdsource ideas from your team. And there's also some bonus content there where I introduce you to some tools like Kamishi by boards and concepts like the law of averages. Now, the podcast has the core planning steps, and this is going to be a great start. It's actually going to help a lot of you make a plan, but I recommend that you check out the workshop and decide if that's a helpful resource for you. The link is in the episode description along with a coupon code, um, and you can also find that link in the meeting notes at www.themeeting.vip. All right, so Let's kind of dive into this most important goal thing. This is going to be the first thing you have to establish for your business. You need to know as you come into this most important goal part, what is your vision for the business? Where do you want your business to go? Um, what's the consider where your what's your exit strategy for your business is? You know, is this something that you want to build your business to a certain amount of? Customer, certain number of customers, certain amount of revenue, certain amount of net profit, that sort of thing. So you're going to consider your exit strategy. Do you want to sell your business? Do you want to um, grow it and step away from it and have someone else manage it? That sort of thing. And once you've thought about your vision for where the business is going and what you want out of it and how you're going to exit the business and how that affects your goals, you're going to come up with the one thing that if you move this one thing forward, it's going to make the biggest impact on your business. We're going to call this your most important goal or your wildly important goal, right? And you want to structure this goal as a from X to Y by date. So for example, if my vision was to build my business to $20,000 of net profit per month while being managed by someone else so that I could just take my hands off of it and take those passive distributions, um, and my I was currently at $5,000 net profit per month, my goal would read from 5,000 net profit to 20,000 net profit by the end of the year, right? So that's how you want to structure your most important goal. So take some time to think about this. It's probably a great time to pause the podcast and think about where do you want your business to go? And of all of the big goals that you could achieve to get your business to your vision, what is the, the number one, the most important thing that if you move this lever, everything else is going to improve as well? Find that one thing that's really the key driver, really at the core of uh, achieving the success that you want, achieving the business, you, the the vision that you want in your business, and find that one thing. So it could be a uh, amount of revenue, it could be a certain amount of time freedom for you. And don't let when we talk about revenue as a goal, don't let 
someone else impose their expectations on you or uh, compare your business to someone else. And I say that because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in this current day and age, are realizing that what they really want is time freedom. They want the freedom to go do things with their family on a schedule that works for them. They don't want to be tied to their office for 60 or 80 hours a week just so they can pay the bills, right? Or achieve some sort of monetary success. So think about what your goals are and what your vision is. If your vision is to live a relatively modest life, but have a lot of time freedom, that may be a very different type of vision than somebody who wants an astronomical amount of money or wants to grow the business so that they can sell it for a significant amount of money uh, and, and doesn't mind working a lot in the meantime. So think about what it is that you want out of your business personally as an owner and um, what your vision is. Think about your exit strategy. And from that, those lenses, come up with a most important goal of from X to Y by date. X is where you are now. Y is where you're going. And then by date. And so you just, you're, you're finding this one thing that you want to move. So in our example, like I said, we're going to go from $5,000 net profit to $20,000 monthly net profit by the end of the year. Once you've established that most important goal, you're going to have to come up with the, some lead action, some things that are going to get you to that goal. So revenue or net profit change is a lag measure, right? We can't, we can't measure profit in real time necessarily. It's something that we look at profit and it tells us what has happened in the past, what has happened up until now. It doesn't, we can't use it as a lever or as a measure of the future. We can't use it to predict things. So what we want to do instead is we want to find lead actions. So a lead action is an input that we can put into the system to predict our lag output, right? So if our lag output is net profit, our lead input um, is going to be some action that leads to profit, right? Uh, so a lag measures the result. Lead measures correlate to lag measures in some way. So if we put more of the lead action in, we're going to get more of the lag measure out. But lag measures only tell us what happened in the past. And so to predict the future, we need to know the ratio of lead to lag. And then we can plan to input more of that lead action. I know this sounds like a, a complicated concept. So let me break it down for you this way. If, if we had a lemonade stand, for example, and we wanted to we wanted to have a five hundred dollar sales day in our lemonade stand, we're selling, um, you know, we're selling a dollar a cup, right? Then we know we need to sell five hundred cups. So our lag measure is five hundred dollars. That's what we're after. We want to have a five hundred dollar day. Well, we don't know until the end of the day whether we made five hundred dollars. But if we get to the end of the day and we find out we made $300, what can we do about that? Well, nothing. We're already at the end of the day. The actions have already been taken. So what's an input we can make? Well, uh, we can talk about the number of people that we're going to talk to about buying lemonade from us, right? So we know, hey, yesterday I talked to 100 people and I sold 50 cups. So how many people do I need to talk to in order to sell 500 cups? 1,000 people. So you need to talk to 1,000 people. Um, so that's that's how this correlation works. You need to figure out what your highest value lead actions are. What are the things that are going to have the greatest impact on your most important goal? And you're going to come up with one to three of these. Not obviously not less than one. You got to have something you can input to this, but no more than three because if you if everything's important, then nothing's important. 
So for example, let's say a number of sales calls made is a lead measure, an action that you're inputting to the business, and that correlates to a certain amount of sales, a lag measure. So if you, if you currently are making 10 sales calls a week and you close on average one sale a week, you have a ratio of 10 calls to one sale. So you know if you make 10 sales, 10 calls per day, which is 50 a week, then you can predict that roughly you're going to close five sales per week. And this is this is the law of averages. The more input you make, the more output you'll receive from the business, right? The business is just a system. That's all it is. So when we input the actions and then it goes into the system, coming from that, the output is profit, right? That's our output. If you have a nonprofit, uh, you're, you're going to input an action like fundraising, right? Reaching out to people for fundraising and the output is the goodwill that happens, uh, the, the mission of the, uh, the nonprofit. So you're going to find the one to three things that you can measure and that you can drive forward to get the result you want in your most important goal. One thing that I'm going to encourage you to do is leverage your team, right? To include representatives from all levels of the organization, assemble a group of people together to help you identify these contributing factors, right? So you can get people. And the reason I say this, people really want to be involved in work that affects them, right? They want to be involved in the planning of their own work. And so uh, you can involve these people. And also it helps you get a realistic view of if we say, hey, here's our most important goal is to go from $5,000 net monthly profit to $20,000 net monthly profit. And you you know, think up this action that, oh, this person could take this action and that person can focus on those actions. Those people may be able to give you feedback and tell you whether or not that's realistic. You know, a person may say, actually, I'm already like I'm on the phone making sales calls seven and a half hours of my eight hour day. So taking more like making more sales calls isn't practical. Right. Then you got to come up with a different way to tackle that. Like, are we going to come up with a way to shorten the sales calls? Are we going to hire someone else to make additional calls? That sort of thing. So you need that feedback from people at all levels. So when you're working on this, when you're making this list of actions, you want to include people from all levels of the organization and brainstorm with them a huge list of possible actions, possible levers you can use to move that ball forward. And then you're going to kind of narrow that down to the highest yielding actions. And once you've got your one to three, you'll establish a goal for those. So for example, let's say that we recognize that each customer could be more profitable if we just upsold existing customers and add on product or service, right? So maybe our two drivers are going to be gross sales. We want to uh, increase gross sales and increase upsells, right? So, but again, sales is a lag measure. So what are the lead measures? We're going to say the lead measures are the number of follow-up sales touches we make to existing customers. That's how we get upsells is we reach back out to existing customers and upsell them. And the number of sales calls we make to potential new customers. So let's say that we're making five calls a day to potential new customers and no calls to existing customers, right? So maybe we want to set our standard. We're trying to go from $5,000 net monthly profit to $20,000. So it's a, a fourfold increase. We don't necessarily need a fourfold increase in top line sales uh, because we'll have some fixed costs that you know don't scale um, necessarily. But we want to take some pretty significant action so that we know we're pretty confident we're going to hit our goal. So we're going to set a goal of making five sales calls a day 
I'm sorry, we're at five a day to potential and no to existing. So we're going to set a standard to make five a day to existing and 20 a day to potential customers, right? And so this is going to be a five-fold increase in the number of total calls. But realistically, 25 calls a day is not that many. So it should be totally easy for one full-time employee um, or potentially even a part-time employee to make these 25 calls. So our standard is going to be five upsell calls made to existing customers. We're going to reach out to five customers, see how they're doing with our product or service, how can we help them do more, and offer them some sort of upsell or upgrade based on their situation. Then similarly, we're going to make 20 calls to potential new customers and try to onboard them as new customers. So that's kind of our, that's our, in, in our example, that's going to be our highest value lead actions. Um, if you had a larger organization, you may have a lead action of uh, kind of cutting costs. Um, but that's, that's one of those things that, you know, if you're going to set a standard for that, you may say reduce expenses by X percent or reduce expenses by Y dollars, right? That's how you would set a standard for that. Um, but you need to be very realistic about that. You don't want to get into the cycle of um, cutting yourself down in a way that hurts your output of your product or service, hurts customer service, any of those things. You don't want to affect efficiencies. You just want to improve efficiencies. Improving efficiencies is much more effective than just trimming down costs. I mean, all four lean organizations, I think that's a wonderful concept and everyone should go through the kind of lean cycle. Uh, but at the same time, just be mindful of the limits there because there are limits. There's not a limit to sales. You can make an infinite number of sales if you're willing to put in an infinite amount of action. Um, and of course, we're, we're talking about leveraged action here. We, you know, we're leading other people to take these actions. That's what leadership is, is getting things done through someone else. So that's, that's kind of where we're at. We've established a, a most important goal, and you've got that written down. We're going to go from X to Y by date. And then you've d devised your or, or determined your one to three highest value lead actions. What are the things that if we take this number of actions, then we should hit our goal? All right. So next, we're going to talk about what's it going to take um, in order to, to achieve these things? What is it going to take? First of all, who's going to be responsible for taking the actions needed? Um, like our 20 outbound calls to prospective customers. Is that going to be the sales team? Probably. The, how about the five outbound calls to existing customers and upselling them something? Is that best suited for our sales team or is that better suited for our service team who are already engaging with those clients who are already helping them on their product or service are probably familiar with the obstacles that our clients are facing, right? So we may, we may look to our service team to take on that upsell role. So that we're, so what we're looking at is who's going to be responsible for taking those actions? Have we discussed those actions with them? Have we received their feedback and their input? Like I said, everyone wants to be involved in the planning of their own work, but we also we need that perspective from all levels of the organization. We, even as a business owner, don't always have the best view of how everything is going and how everyone's roles are affected by these things. So we want to make sure that we're engaging those people, getting that feedback. We also want to look at what tools and resources they're going to need. This could be hardware. This could be software. It could be systems, uh, policies, labor, um, whatever it's going to take. You know, do we need to hire more people? Do we need 
uh, a new phone system? Do we need an auto dialer? Do we need some sort of marketing software or a process? Do we need to introduce a process for achieving a certain thing? Uh, training is another thing you may need. You may need to introduce some sort of training for your people. And then we want to explore what can we do to get out of our staff's way? What can we do to get out of their way? Can we remove policies? Can we remove processes in order to facilitate greater performance? And this is something that you need to take very seriously. You know, if you work in an office where clients don't visit the office at all and, um, you know, you're trying to really improve productivity, you know, is a dress code necessary or is your dress code overly strict? You know, I, I once worked in a office building where the dress code was business casual, um, but we were strictly not allowed to wear jeans except for Fridays, which didn't make any sense at all. Why Friday and not every other day of the week? We had, we met no clients in our facility. Um, you know, this was, we were strictly internal. And so it didn't make any sense. The, the policy just didn't make sense. Obviously, jeans were acceptable in the environment if they were acceptable in, on one day. It was just, it's those sorts of silly policies that are onerous. You know, we had, we had, we were reduced from hour lunches to 30 minute lunches and it just didn't make sense. You know, we were all professionals. We're working in IT. There's no reason for us to not take an hour lunch. It was things like that. Just policies that didn't make sense. Look for those in your organization. Are there policies? Are there processes that are going to prevent people from achieving something? You know, we're talking about going from five sales touches to 25 sales touches a day. If you're the business owner and you have some sort of policy in place or process in place where you're the only one that can write quotes, then that's going to hamper your team's ability to hit that, those 25 calls, right? You need to be able to give them the flexibility to write those quotes. You know, you need to give your service team the, the authority to take care of customers in the right way. Um, same thing. So look at all levels of your organization. Look at how people are going to be affected and look for things and you know processes, policies, whatever that you can get out of the way and allow them to perform. So consider that. So what, what's it going to take? First of all, who's going to be responsible? Have we received their input? What tools and resources, whether that's physical tools, um, virtual tools, a piece of software, a training, a system, a policy, a process, a labor and uh, do they need in order to achieve their their goals in order to hit their actions? And then what can we do to get out of their way? And then once we've kind of established that, we've talked about what are we gonna where are we going? What's our most important goal? What are the actions we're gonna measure to to get there? What are the most important actions we can take? How can we support the execution of those actions, whether by granting resources or by removing roadblocks? And then finally, we want to explore, what problems can we possibly face? What issues are we likely to run into? And how are we going to solve them? You know, we want to, you want to consider technical issues, human issues, process issues, that sort of thing. And this is where this kind of is going to dovetail into a discussion about communication, where when we get ready to launch this, this program, we're going to communicate our plan. But right now we're talking about these problems. We, we say, what are we going to run into? Are we going to have employees that are opposed to this plan? And how can we get them on board before we launch that? Are we, are we looking at, do we have a single point of failure in a technology aspect? You know, if the phone system goes down, then how are we going to make these 25 sales calls, right? Looking for these different things. And then uh, we're going to look at the highest probability issues and the highest impact issues. And we're going to determine, hey, can we preempt that? 
is there anything that we can do that we can add to the plan to solve that problem or prevent it from happening in the first place? Okay. And this is one of those where, hey, instead of worrying about whether an employee is going to buck the system and try to say, you know what, I don't want to do this or this is stupid or whatever. Can we preempt that by involving them in the planning process in a way that makes them have that buy-in inherently? You know, if they're helping to make the plan, then inherently they're going to want to help launch the plan, right? They're not going to be opposed to it. So looking for ways to preempt these potential roadblocks that we're going to run into. For the and we want to just come up, some of them we're going to preempt, some of them we just want to have a plan, right? And and so you may have, and don't spend a lot of time on this, but you may have some items listed out that you could run into as potential roadblocks. But, you know, like I said, technology issues, human issues, whatever the case, you're going to look at those issues. And for each one, you're just going to make a quick note about, hey, what will we do in that situation? You know, if we have a technology issue, what will we do? Well, do we have a backup system we're going to switch to? Are we going to ask our staff to use cell phones? Do we have a single phone, single company cell phone that we can use in that case or whatever, right? Come up with a, hey, what are we going to do? If this happens, and it's just a if then, if this scenario, then we'll do this, you know, then you're going to go through that. And that's just, this is mainly, it's partly to help you look ahead and to refine your plan based on what you're seeing as a potential issue. But it's also partly so that if these things do happen, nobody's just sitting around going, oh, well, we didn't see this coming, so we just can't do anything, right? You, you You have some semblance of a plan. You have something you can do. Um, to to recover from that and to move the ball forward. You're not just stuck for the day or week or whatever it takes to resolve that issue. And then, so we have our plan. We've thought through the problems and solutions. Now we're ready to communicate our plan. We're going to communicate the plan to people at all levels. We're going to communicate the entire plan to all staff at all levels. And I want to say that again because I don't want you to miss this. Really lean into this one. Communicate the entire plan to all staff at all levels. And the reason is everyone needs to be clear on what the plan is and who's responsible for what. You need to be really clear when you're communicating. Be very clear on the number one most important goal. The one thing that if if this one ball moves forward, we're in good shape. This is the most important goal in the entire organization. Then you're going to be clear about the one to three most important actions. And finally, you're going to talk about who's going to be responsible for taking those actions and what resources are being made available to them. And that way, everyone has a very clear understanding. The sales team knows when you communicate, hey, the sales team is going to take can take on these additional calls to prospective customers and the customer service team is going to receive training in sales so that they can upsell existing customers. Okay. That's something that both of those teams need to know. And that, that way, when it, you know, if the sales team receives a call from an existing customer, they know to connect with somebody in service to help, to help escalate that or, or improve that, uh, that contract with that customer, right? So we're making sure that we're communicating this to all people at all levels so that everyone's really clear on where it is we're going, what actions we're going to take to get there, what the standards for those actions are what resources are being made available and who's responsible for what. And that sort of clear communication can preempt so many problems. Uh, if you need help on communication, I quick, quickly want to recommend the book, No Fail Communication by Michael Hyatt. Awesome book. It'll help you kind of navigate that process. All right. So once we've communicated the plan, now we're going to prepare for launch. We've, we've got our 
a written plan. It's compiled into a written format and it includes the most important goal, the one to three driving actions we're measuring and the standard for those, who's responsible for what and the resources that we're granting to achieve that, and then potential problems and our plan for tackling those potential problems. Now we're going to procure the resources that we need, whether that's that hardware, the software, the training, whatever we're going to we're going to procure those resources. We're going to conduct any training we need. And then we're going to set a launch day. We're going to choose a day to launch these initiatives. Now, I want to, I want to sidetrack here. If you have a larger organization, your launch might happen um, by team or department. And it may happen over the course of several days, weeks, or months. Similarly, with planning, you may have one wildly important goal, one, one most important goal. But you may have one to three actions per division to contribute to that goal. You know, if you have a very large organization, you may have different divisions that just contribute to goals in different ways. Um, for example, let's say you have a service company of electri- electricians, right? So you have people who are selling new customers and you have a service team that may be upselling existing customers. But there may also be an opportunity for the field service technicians to make upsells and suggestions in the field. And so you may decide that training them on sales and recommending things and giving them the authority to write quotes and uh, to take orders in the field, that that's going to help contribute to your, your wildly important goal as well. So consider, consider the impact on all areas. Um, you don't want to go crazy with a, a large number of driving actions. Um, but if you, have, if you have driving actions that don't even apply to an entire group because you're, you have a larger organization then consider that group and consider how they can contribute to it. You may, you may find that this division has these driving actions and that division has those driving actions and so forth. But if you have a smaller business and a smaller team, you can't overwhelm everybody. So one to three, right? And um, once we've launched, so we've, we've chosen our launch day and we're going to launch this. Once you've launched it, you're going to monitor the execution of this plan, you're going to make sure that you're on the right trajectory. You're going to come back to your written plan on a regular basis, review your plan weekly or monthly. You're going to look at the plan. Hey, are we doing the things that we said we would do? We're tracking this. You may have a dashboard to look at. And every day you look at the dashboard and you say, hey, look, did we did we or did we not make our 25 sales calls? Right. Very easy thing to measure. Did we or did we not? So then you may have a this is a good a good way to set that up. Put a large calendar. And on days that you hit your 25, you fill that day in with green and you know write the number over it. Uh, for days that you don't hit your 25, you use maybe a red highlighter and, and write the number of sales calls that you made on that day. And so that's your, um, that's your measure, right? Or how you're visually tracking for the whole team to see, are we taking the actions that we said we would take? And on the days that we miss, if we make 20 calls one day, and we're supposed to make 25, that's, we're, we're down five calls. So maybe the next day we make 30, right? We have to make up for that. We've got to catch back up. We're taking a certain amount of action because we're looking for a certain output. And we're going to monitor the output. You know, every month that goes by, if, if our goal is to go from $5,000 net monthly profit to 20000 then at the end of the month, we're going to look at that net monthly profit. Are we moving in the right direction? We want to evolve our action plan if we have to, Make sure that we're on the right trajectory to achieve our goals and make those adjustments if we need to. That's not a problem. You're going to evolve your action plan. Don't think of your plan as you know uh, a set in stone sort of thing. This is an evolving plan. So as you move along, you're going to adjust 
um, adjust your plan or adjust your standard. You may say, hey, you know what? We hit 25 calls very consistently, very easily, and we blew our goal out of the water. And in the, the, you know, we launched it in March and by the end of April, we had already hit our $20,000 net monthly profit. We did that April, May, and June. Okay, three consecutive months of hitting our $20,000 net monthly profit. Maybe. So first of all, we want to celebrate those wins, right? Celebrate that with the team, recognize everybody's contribution, but maybe it's time to to change the goal, to move the bar, right? We, at that point, we can say, hey, you know what? We've achieved that goal. It's time to evolve this plan and shoot for something higher. And, uh, and so you want to be mindful of this. Do, do this, go through this entire planning process as part of your regular business operations, right? Do this semi-annually or annually. Go through this whole process. Come up with a plan. Involve other people. You know, come up with a, a most important goal and the supporting actions and go through this whole process, uh, you know, once a year or twice a year and, and make sure that you're achieving the things that you want to achieve. Guys, I've got a couple of resources for you. First of all, obviously the workshop, the Plan 2021 workshop. You can find this on Udemy. There's also a link in both the meeting notes on www.themeeting.vip and in the uh, description for this episode. The second resource that I want to bring to you is the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. This is the definitive book on establishing your wildly important goal and planning for its uh, achievement and tracking the progress as you go along. This book is so important. This is one of the highest value books that I've ever read. And I can't encourage you enough to go get this book, whether you get it in book form or you get it as an audio book and listen to it, it, you're going to get so much out of it both ways. And this book is going to give you, I've given you a rough framework for planning and execution, but this book is going to dive into so many of these kind of nuanced topics so that you can really develop a very robust plan. The link to that book is in the meeting notes and in the description for this episode. So don't miss that. Guys, thanks so much for joining me for the meeting today. That's it for the meeting. I'd love to hear how you're planning to grow your business in 2021, or you can share some of the challenges you're facing that it may be able to help you tackle. You can email me at Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at devotedentrepreneurs.com. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes. Don't forget to check out all the great bonus content I have for you at www.themeeting.vip. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to meeting with you all again next time. Until then, remember that entrepreneurs build communities and drive economies. So always keep selling.